So in case you missed it on the last episode of Brown Coffee, Black Tea, Ty and I discussed just being through, okay? The nine to five life has been real during this pandemic and the vacation just can't come soon enough. Anywho, if you didn't know, yes, Alabama won the Iron Bowl. Roll Tide. But it's still War Eagle over here. So tune in to this week's episode for our 2020 reflection in part one of our one word discussion. What it is, yo? Oh, what's up? What's up? Can a player just keep in touch? In touch. Thank you, fucking young friend. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, give me your number and I'll call. I'll call. I'll follow that thing in the mall. In the mall. Take out so we can do it all. Do it all. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Hey y'all, welcome to another episode of Brown Coffee Black Tea. It's your girl Sabria checking in. And it is your girl Ty. Can you believe that we are already in December? (laughs) Child, no. I cannot. Honestly, November was November 1st, November 26th, (laughs) and it was over. Speaking of November 26th, how was your birthday? My birthday was lit. How do you feel going into 27? Hmm. I honestly feel so good and really excited to see what's going to happen. Because I think this birthday was filled with so much love and so much joy and just peaceful. So I'm excited to see what's next. All right. New beginnings. Well, since we are now in December, uh, there are two episodes left Mm-mm. for the remainder Mm-mm. of the year. So we thought that we would take this time to talk about our words. So if you remember um, episode two, we talked about what the word was. And so we talked about how each year for the past four, four. years... Going We're on coming five. up on five. Yeah. So for the past four years, we have chosen words to kind of, instead of doing New Year's resolutions, we've done words to kind of guide us through our year, help kind of keep us grounded in what we feel like we need to work on for the year. And mm-hmm. so we told y'all earlier this year that we had words and my word was light. And my word was commit. So we're going <laughs> to dive into that and really figure out what has been liked and what we have committed to this year. So, Sabria, Uh, (laughs) how has Commit treated you this year? Well, you know, it's been really good. Mm -hmm. For those that don't know, I guess, when you are starting out the one word sort of process, trying to figure out what your word is gonna be for the year, Uh, You're supposed to dedicate a lot of time to just being by yourself, to really reflecting, unpacking, and tuning into where you are in life. You're supposed to really take some time to think about, you know, your past experiences and where you want to go in the future. And so I think each year we are always, once we figure out our word, 
very confident and like, yes, this is the word that I needed. This is the work that I'm about to be doing. It feels very hopeful it every is. time we choose a new word. It feels hopeful, but you're never truly prepared for where that word is going to lead you. Never. <laughs> or where life is going to lead you and how it's going to connect back to your word. So thinking about last year, I felt very hopeful and very just excited to just commit this year. And let me pull this back up because I can't remember what my word was last year. I just had it. But I remember being like, okay, you know, I've talked a lot. I've grown a lot. Now it's time to really put the work I've done into action. Mm -hmm. Okay. Last year was authentic. Yeah. So I was really ready for commit. And I would say that a lot of the work that I've done this year and a lot of the experiences I've had have shown me that I am able to commit to things. Mm -hmm. I think every now and then I sort of feel like I start a lot of projects or I start down a certain path and I never quite finish it. And so I've been able to see myself actually grow in different ways and actually like complete some tasks and achieve some goals that I've set. So we'll definitely get more into that, but... That's how I'm feeling. I, I think I'm going to walk into 2021 feeling like, yeah, girl, you did that. Mm -hmm. You did that. Mm -hmm. So, Miss Light. Unpack light. <laughs> um, okay, so clearly the word light meant so much to me this year that I got a tattoo that said be light. Because I really, really wanted to go into this year being lighter in the sense of like weight. So wanting to just feel lighter as I walk through life's journey, but also wanting to be the light for others. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, you know, honestly, through this podcast, I feel like, you know, we've both been able to be that for people. I think y'all have a clear understanding of like, we're not perfect. <laughs> we are working Baby. through the same shit. Or some of the same shit that y'all are working through. But it was also for me about finding the light. Mm -hmm. Because for some... I was about to say for some reason. Not for some reason. But sometimes I just really get into spaces where I'm just like, I can't find the light. And sometimes I ain't trying to find the light. Because it all just feels so heavy. Which goes back to being light. So I think overall, this year was pretty good. I will say, you know, I'm not even going to lie to y'all this last quarter of the year <laughs> has been trying me and I really just had to like sit with myself and just get to the point of like okay you've done a lot of work mm -hmm. to be light to work through your issues without it weighing on you so I was just like you can't let this one little thing or like these few little things be how the year ends mm -hmm. you've had a good first three quarters so this can't be how it ends so i've been feeling better that is not to say that i still don't feel heavy some days but it's kind of giving me a new perspective and a new twist on like yes things happen yes life happens but how are you going to choose to carry it mm. um so yeah Ty and I both have tried to come up with questions <laughs> to ask each other to just pick our brains and help us reflect about the year. But I was going to ask you what light represents for you. Like, what does that word mean? What does it? Ooh, I got yeah. to get my tear ducts together. Okay. <laughs> um, what does that represent for you? 
So I think for me, because we talked about it the other day, even with our words, what was my word the very first year we did this? Ooh. Uh, Hold, please. Was my, what was it? Hold on. <laughs> do, 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 Because why do I feel like it was? Do, 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 do. Okay. So your word was committed. Okay. I was about to say, yeah. okay, I thought, okay. So my first word, 27, or going into 2017 was committed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I <laughs> committed to the fellowship for a year. I committed to moving to New York for a year. Even when I wanted to leave, mm-hmm. <laughs> I stayed committed to it. And so then 2018 uh, was purpose. And for the longest, and I even told Sabrina this the other day, I couldn't think back on 2018 and see what purpose really did for me. But I think it solidified the purpose that I was supposed to be in New York because in the middle of that fellowship, I was like, I'm not staying here. I don't want to stay here. And then my now director approached me with a job and was like, hey, we have this. Do you want to stay? And now seeing how things have unfolded in my life, that was very purposeful purposeful for me. Mm-hmm. Last year, restoration. And my God, <laughs> did, we, did we restore some things? It was the first time I got myself into consistent therapy. So we're going on two years at this point or almost two years of consistent therapy. So really did some deep digging, some restoration, restore some areas in my life that felt void. And so I think when you ask me what light represents for me is partially because last year I did so much work mm-hmm. that felt so heavy mm-hmm. and it was so heavy because I had been carrying it since I was like six years old. And so for me, you know, a lot of people look on the outside and it's like, you know, Ty participated in this. She did all of these things. But what a lot of people don't know is that like it at the end of the day at home and like <laughs> inside, Internally. it felt very dark. And mm-hmm. so that's why senior year in college, I had like a mini little breakdown because so much stuff was just like finally weighing down on me that I mm-hmm. like didn't know what to do because I had always been the smart person. I had always been the person that had it together, that like participated in everything, that did everything. And then all of a sudden these things didn't fit anymore. Mm -hmm. They weren't filling the void that they had filled for Mm -hmm. what, at this point, 23 years. Yeah. Well, we'll say since six, so 17 years, they weren't fitting anymore. It didn't matter (laughs) that I was gonna graduate with a good GPA or that I like got accepted into grad school. Those things didn't matter. I really had to start doing some work. Yeah. And so when we talk about what light represents for me, it's about like finally getting to the point where I'm like seeing that there is a light at the end of the tunnel. Mm -hmm. Um, And for me to open that door for other people Mm -hmm. who have done some of this stuff because, God, we are 11 minutes in. (laughs) Baby, (laughs) listen, this the real stuff, okay? If this is the first time you've ever tuned in to the Brown Coffee Black Tea podcast it's a good episode it's a good one to join because we getting real but it also gives me the ability that if I can carry these things lighter and I can see the light then I'm able to now open the doors for others to be able to find the same light too Mm -hmm. um so a long-winded answer to like what it represents for me but I I 
that's what I was feeling. I was feeling like I have done so much work and now I need to learn how to carry things a little lighter. Because mm-hmm. I don't want to go another 17 years with everything weighing on me. And then I get to, what, will that be 45? And I'm like, everything is weighing on me again. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah. And I think one thing that we've talked about just in connection to your word and your growth over the years is that for a lot a large part of your life what you have done for other people and the things that you've participated in have made up like who you are have been like the personality and the identity that you connect to right but i feel like this year you've been able to see that like you yourself just existing is light right you don't have to do you know, all of these miraculous things. You don't have to help all these people. Like, you can just exist in your body and you still are light and you still are this, like, beacon of hope and whatever else to people around you without having to give yourself, without having to pour all that you have into other people. Yes. Yes, I receive all of that. Woo! Way to go, Sabria. You got your girl voice cracking. Ching, ching, ching. <laughs> One for Sabria, zero for t- <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so a question that I have for you okay. is, with this word commit, mm-hmm. um, or just this year in general, what have you discovered about yourself? I remember... This year at some point, and I don't remember when it was, not too long ago, we had a conversation about something I was overwhelmed about. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what it was. And I remember you saying to me, you know, I think that oftentimes you feel like things are not complete or you haven't, like, done enough when you've like participated in internships or fellowships or with people or whatever, you always feel like there's just more left to do and that it has to be perfect, which perfectionism is something I feel like I struggle with. But <laughs> um, but you said, you know, like basically you were just trying to help me see that like you have completed things and they don't have to look, you know, a certain way. It doesn't have to be just this perfect like, with a bow on the top thing that you've done, Mm -hmm. um, but that you have committed and you actually have completed things in your life. And I think for me that 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 has been the biggest thing that I've realized about myself and something I feel like the word has helped me realize as well is that I've done a lot of things. Mm-hmm. I just turned 27, <laughs> but I really have done a lot of things, and I've done a lot of things well. Yes. And, like, to the fullest extent, and, you know, that's just it. <laughs> but, like, I think when I think about my own life, I felt like, oh, you know, if I had just made this contact with this person mm-hmm. or if I had just had one more conversation pouring my heart out to let someone know how much I care, then it would have been done. Mm-hmm. Then I would have fully done my work. Mm-hmm. And so, I don't know. I think I've just been learning to give myself more grace and just be done. Just, like, just just be done. And, yeah. you know, whether it's with people or whether it's with 
a thing that I'm pursuing, like give what I feel like I need to give without overextending myself and feel complete about it and feel yeah. okay. No, that's good. That was kind of all <laughs> over the place, but that like, that's been the biggest thing for me. I, I think that's good though, because I think a lot of times we, and like we meaning everyone, can kind of get caught up in the idea of like, oh, it needs to have this big shebang and yes. like, you know, this big parade. At the one, end. Right, <laughs> once I'm done. And some things are just, I think also some things are complete even when it wasn't. I can't even say finished. Like, it just wasn't finished the way that you wanted it to be. The way that I so wanted like, yeah. The it, way that I imagined it. It might have been done, finished, finito. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and it might not feel that way because we're also self-improving people who always feel like there's always room for improvement. Mm-hmm. We can always do more. And sometimes, yeah, you could, but like, is it going to amount to anything? Is it going to change the direction, the trajectory of anything? Yeah. Oh, and something I thought about too is like, Throughout my life, I had not only been committing to the work that I needed to do, but also committing to the work that other people needed to do. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, that's, the, uh, that's the real truth. No, but really, like, I think about different situations, and especially with different friends. Like, I was putting myself in a position to try to control and take over and do the work do everyone's work, mm-hmm. essentially. Committing myself to everyone's work mm-hmm. and not realizing that, like, it's not my job. It's not my place. Like, we talked about, like, who do I think I am? It's not your business. It's not my business. <laughs> and I would often feel so just, like, empty or, like, I haven't done enough because I'm trying to take on stuff that's not even mine to carry. Mm-hmm. Um, so... I don't know. (laughs) That's that. Okay. Let's see. Mm. Okay. What you got for me? I don't know if I'm going to be able to phrase this right, Mm -hmm. but just go with me. Okay. Okay. (laughs) So, basically, what was one defining moment this year? that helped solidified the reason why you chose your word? Who? Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. Um, so, I'll go with two. The first being, I was supposed to get a promotion this year. <laughs> And got approved for it and everything, but the city uh, was in a hiring freeze and it usually doesn't impact internal employees. And I think I've given this spiel before, but it impacted me. And usually I probably would have been pissed, raising hell, you know, but I was like, okay, that's fine. We'll work it out. And just like that, like, there was a part of me that was like, you know, dang, it's kind of messed up. But, like, I wasn't pissed. Mm -hmm. I wasn't. I was just like, okay, you know, it'll come along, you know, fine. Even my directors and my supervisor were like, you know, let us know if you need some time on the side to talk about this and talk about how you feel. And I was like, no, I feel fine. Like, I understand right now, you know, we got a whole pandemic going on. It's fine. 
Now, a couple of weeks ago, I did approach the topic again because... <laughs> Where's my money? Sweetie, it's been six months <laughs> running me my money. Anyway, so I think that was the first instance. The second instance, I would have to say, would be coming home. Because if y'all know me, I am not about... I love Alabama. Love it. <laughs> I never want to live here again. And if I do, it has to be Birmingham, Alabama. And as much as I love Birmingham, I don't even know that that's it either. And also, I wasn't coming home to Birmingham. I was coming home to Opelika, mm-hmm. Alabama. And so just having, I really didn't even have to wrap my mind around it. It just felt simple. It mm-hmm. was easy. I moved my stuff out. I put it in storage. It was fine. I ain't worried about nothing. Still ain't really worried about nothing except for going back, trying to find an apartment in expensive-ass New York. Right. Uh, even in the midst of a pandemic with right. 1990s kitchens and stuff. But um, <laughs> anyway, uh, so I feel like I was light with that. And then also just thinking about uh, the dynamic with my mom and my brother and really coming to grips with what that is mm-hmm. and what it looks like. And in the past, I have struggled with like trying to figure that out and feeling very weighed down about it because, you know, that's family. And like in the black community, you, you know, if I eat, you eat. But it's also just like. (laughs) But I'm starving. I can't starve to save you. Exactly. Exactly. And so just finally, and this was within the last like couple of weeks, but just finally coming to the decision for myself that like. There's only but so much I can do, but there's also only so much I am willing to do at this mm-hmm. point because I have done it. Mm-hmm. I have done it all for the last 10 years of my life. Mm-hmm. I am only 28. I am the baby of this little intermediate family, um, and I've been doing it all for 10 years. Yeah. And so just coming to that decision as recent as a couple of weeks ago, Working through it all year, but really coming to it a couple of weeks ago has kind of just been like, okay. My therapist, when I was talking to her about it, she was like, you know, how do you feel? Because usually a lot of people are hurt. Usually a lot of people are angry. I was like, I feel like I did so much assuming of what they thought Mm. anyway that I had already hurt my own feelings a long time ago. And listen. And the assumptions ended up being true. True. I mean, <laughs> they they did, but at this point, I've already hurt. I've already cried. Mm-hmm. I've already been mad about it. I'm not mad about it anymore. I'm not hurt about it anymore. It just is what it is, mm-hmm. <laughs> and there is no other way to put it. And because I feel like I can carry that like that, mm-hmm. I'm like, and that's not to say it still ain't gonna hurt my feelings when I really right. gotta put that boundary like into practice. But at this point, I feel like I have finally, like, made up my mind. At this point, there's, like, no Nothing. turning back. Yeah. So, very long That's answers. Really good. But, yeah. That's really good. Because I feel like even in our, our conversations about it, like, you have realized the importance of being light in those moments. Yeah. So, I have the same question for you. What do you feel like was the defining moment in this year for your word commit? Hmm. So I think that there were many. Mm-hmm. 
definitely some moments when I was still in DC that I just knew I would have to put commit into action. Mm-hmm. But baby, these last couple weeks have been really real. <laughs> and uh, how so? Do tell. <laughs> I have seen my words really come into play. So I would say the defining moment or the moment where I realized, yes, this is really what it was all about this year was submitting my application for program Mm -hmm. uh, like 30 minutes before the due date, (laughs) 30 minutes before 11.59 on December 1st. So... um, you know, I have been so stressed and overwhelmed with trying to write this personal statement. I've gone through all the ways of emotions of, you know, feeling incompetent, asking myself why I'm doing this, you know, wanting to take a break, thinking about all the other things I could possibly be doing besides writing a personal statement or writing down all the experiences I've had a Mm -hmm. million times for an application. But getting to those final minutes, actually, no. (laughs) Well, yes. Getting to those final minutes of like, okay, everything's submitted for your application. And then really getting to the point after I paid for it because I was telling Ty, I forgot you have to pay for grad school and just to submit your application. Yes. So I was feeling all good, like on top of the world. The next screen came up and said $140. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, wait, <laughs> let me get my card. But anyways, after that, I really was like, yes, bitch. <laughs> 2020 is complete. Yes. Nothing really matters after this point. Mm-hmm. Like whatever is next is fine. But, like, you really committed to doing something that you said that you wanted to do. hmm You know, I was not intending to apply to grad school this year. And honest, honesty moment, I applied for the same program last year, didn't get accepted. Mm-hmm. And had really just, like, you know, I wasn't, I was kind of upset, I guess, but I was also okay with the outcome mm-hmm. and just took it as, you know, something new will come along. I'm not really worried about it. But then this year, so many stars just aligned. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> the path was lit up like, hey, sis, go ahead and try again. And so, I don't know, submitting the application just really showed me that I am capable of committing to things and seeing things through and it was just a really reassuring moment for me mm-hmm. of like, yeah, you are amazing. Period. <laughs> Don't doubt yourself. You know, you're you're able to accomplish the things that you set out to accomplish. So, so kind of a follow up question to that: How did you still find the? I guess I'll say will to recommit to this process after not being accepted 
last year because I think sometimes a lot of times like we get told no or we get like it we don't get what we thought we wanted or what we thought we deserved uh sometimes it's easy to just like put it in the back and be like okay f it like I don't want to do it no more like you know or not even I don't want to do it anymore but like I'm not gonna waste time on it for right now or like whatever so what do you think like kind of gave you the extra push to recommit to this process again, knowing how tedious it is and how challenging it is? Mm, That is such a good question. (laughs) It's such a good question. I have a million thoughts in my mind. So the first thing that I will say is something that my dad told me and my mom, I think, has said to me a long time ago. Just like, basically... You're not going to get whatever it is that you want unless you put, like, your hat in the ring. Mm, mm-hmm. Unless you actually apply, unless you actually try and see what happens. And so that's one thing that I've, like, kept in my mind and just thought about when I am pursuing something new that I just have to try. But I honestly feel like this year I have really become okay and comfortable with not knowing what's gonna happen next. And I feel like I've always been this very optimistic, um, kind of like an abundant mindset type of person. But this year I really have just been like, listen, if this opportunity doesn't work out for me, there's definitely something better. Mm. Like there's no other option. Mm -hmm. Like I don't see, you know, there is no other way that this situation could possibly go Mm -hmm. other than it getting better. Right. And I feel like that is a thing that stops me at times. I feel like that's the thing that stops all of us when we're thinking about things that we want, people that we want, whatever it is. We think about the fear and we think about, we have this like scarcity mindset of, oh, but if I try, then I'm going to fail. And I'm afraid of failing, so I'm just not going to try. And I feel like, that is a thing that I was just like, okay, I didn't get into it last year. I wasn't thinking about applying, but different people brought it up when I wasn't expecting it, mm-hmm. different things aligned when I wasn't expecting it. And I just decided like, yeah, I need to do this. And typically when I am doing a new internship or fellowship or approaching something new professionally, I have this real, like, feeling, like, this, like, real discernment about what I should do. Mm -hmm. And I didn't necessarily feel that this time. Mm -hmm. And so part of my struggle this year has been, like, trying to figure out what is the thing that will let me know that I am supposed to do something Mm -hmm. or that will give me clarity or certainty in situations. And I kind of didn't feel that until, like, the end of the application process. Mm -hmm. But um, I just decided to do it because I'm still at the place where it's just, like, if I get in, that's amazing because baby, it's a master's and it's free. (laughs) Hello. (laughs) But if I don't, and I said this to our line sister Mimi, I was just like, if I don't, I know now that this is the thing that I had to commit to to get to the next place I'm supposed to be in life. Right. So regardless of what happens, it's like I genuinely feel if I did not commit to just getting it done 
and just submitting it, mm-hmm. whatever is on the other side might not have happened mm-hmm. or might not happen because I didn't just take that step. Mm-hmm. And it's not to say that the things, because I know we've talked about like your um, destiny and your, what is the word? Yeah, your destiny. Like, you can't fuck up your destiny. Mm-hmm. The things that are for you will not miss you. Mm-hmm. I genuinely believe that, but I also feel like this was a thing that I just had to do. If nothing else happened this year, this was the thing I had to do for me and for my future. Yeah, yeah. I love that. And I also, you know, not to go off on a tangent on reflecting on our words, but just thinking about that fear of failure. Yeah. Like, where... I guess for me, it's just kind of like, where does the fear of failure come from? Like, what is the fear behind failing? Like, what's the worst that could happen if you fail at something, mm-hmm. right? My league always talks about, y'all know I love my girl, my league. <laughs> anyway, um, but she always talks about uh, how failing is a part of life and is literally how you get better. Yeah. And so I wonder what the fear of that is. Like, is it a fear of failure because you fear what people will say? Is it a fear of failure because you feel like you're letting yourself down? And if you feel like you're letting yourself down, why do you feel like you're letting yourself right. down? When you put your best foot forward, you did your absolute best. And I know sometimes it's not as easy to pull the lesson out of failure, but I think that there is a lesson there every is time. A lesson. I I can't see a place in which I failed at something where there wasn't a lesson later. Yeah. So. There's always going to be a lesson. And it's almost weird to call things, like, to, to refer to things as a failure or, like, you failed because there is always a lesson that you pull out of it. And it's almost like if that outcome didn't happen, you wouldn't have this new gem that you needed to grow in life. Yeah. I think we should probably look at them as outcomes. Like, this is just the outcome. Yeah. The outcome is this either is good or bad. This is of actions right. that you chose. But you can also choose to use it as a learning experience and a step stool to whatever is next. Yeah. Yeah. But that's a hard thing to work through. That is a hard thing to work through. But you realize, and I feel like I've also realized that there is such a lack of freedom when you are afraid to fail. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's like you almost feel just trapped and confined mm-hmm. in that fear and in this space that doesn't allow for you to be open, doesn't allow for you to try. Once you actually commit to something, then you feel light mm-hmm. and you feel like you can do anything regardless of the outcome. And I think sometimes even like when we're talking about a lack of freedom, I think it also brings. So yesterday, Whitney posted something and I was trying to find it because I was like, this is so good. But she posted something that said, run the dishwasher twice or something like that. Mm. So I went and I read it because I was like, what? You know, I'm Mm -hmm. thinking that it's really going to tell you something about like. (laughs) We've been missing out this whole time. Y'all dishes ain't really clean unless you wash it twice. So, you know, I'm I'm thinking that it's about to say something like along the lines of like real life, you know, dishwasher stuff. I can't find it right now. But basically, it was something about how she she went to her therapist or the person who wrote it. Um, went to their therapist and was talking about how overwhelmed they felt. Mm -hmm. And 
they were like, you know, I really didn't have much to bring to the session because I just like didn't feel like talking. Mm -hmm. And I also didn't want to talk about what it was that was so stupid. And what Mm. was stupid, what she felt was stupid was she, she told the therapist, I don't want to, the thing that's overwhelming me when I get back home is washing my dishes. Mm. And she was like, because I have to, she was like, obviously in a different mental space like she just didn't have the energy for anything not yeah. even to wash the dishes yeah and she was like you know I have to wash my I have to scrub my dishes before I put them in the dishwasher and then you know I don't have the energy to sit there and scrub all of my dishes before I put them in the dishwasher so they've just been piling up for weeks and so she was like I know that sounds stupid and the therapist was basically like no you know it doesn't sound stupid but he was like let me ask you a question like why can't you just run the dishwasher twice Mm -hmm. and she said that it opened up so many things for her because she was just like the first thing was like well you're not supposed to run the dishwasher twice and he was like who says says? like who says yeah and even reading that you know you never know what's like factual on the internet if somebody is just trying to make an antidote um but I it resonated with me because I was just like she she even said you know it opened up so much freedom for her Mm -hmm. because she was just like you're right like I can get it done how I want to get done so she said she went home she put the dish the dishes in there she said she ran it three times and then she took a shower sitting down and then like because she was just like you know who who says who says who says so who says that this or failing at something or not getting something that you thought you deserved or, you know, you thought you wanted. Who says that it has to be looked at as a negative thing? Right. That it's supposed to be this negative thing. It can really offer you so much freedom if mm-hmm. you just look at it as like, this is a result, like you said, a result of something that I did. The work that I put in. Yeah. Now, what does that mean that, you know, there is room for improvement on my end? Does it mean that it just wasn't for me like I thought it was? Right. But there's a lot of freedom in that. And it's just, it's courageous to try. Right. Honestly. Like, remember that even if you quote unquote failed at something, you had the courage to try. Yeah. That's brave. Mm hmm. Like, there are a lot of us who sometimes don't move when, you know, we are told to move, Mm -hmm. when the spirit tells us to move, when the universe tells us to move. Mm -hmm. And when you actually do decide to make that decision, it will align with you. It aligns. It really does. So. It really does. Yeah. I was thinking about something, too, that has come up throughout my life. Every time I'm about to do something new. I think about this. There's a scripture that I used to always go to or refer to in um, high school. Mm-hmm. And it's Proverbs 16.3. It mm-hmm. says, commit to the Lord whatever you do mm-hmm. and your plans will succeed. And it's interesting because I feel like at the start of this year, something something came up or something made me go back and like reflect on it. I don't know if I was going through old notes and mm-hmm. I saw it, but... That is something that I kind of go back to, especially in those moments when I'm feeling fearful or just like, I don't know what's going to work out. The uncertainty is overwhelming. Mm -hmm. I always go back to that because whether you believe in God or not, it's just the idea of like, I'm committing this. I am praying about it. I am manifesting it, whatever I'm 
putting it into the universe and I am anticipating and expecting for it to come into play. Right. Now, we may not know exactly how it's going to pan out or exactly what it's going to look like, but it's just the fact that you are committing it, you're speaking it, you're writing it, you're doing it with your whole heart mm-hmm. and allowing what is supposed to happen to happen. Mm-hmm. And for me, I feel like that's the other thing that's motivated me and given me that push to say, okay, just do it. Right. Because you're doing this with honest and pure intentions. Right. And there's only good that can come from it. Right. And I was just about to say, when you're when you're doing it with the purest of intentions. There's only good. It's going to work out. It will. It's going to work out. Might not be in the Every way that time. you thought it was going to be, but it's going to work out. And I know y'all have heard us beat this into the ground. Into the ground. <laughs> <laughs> but it is you gotta like you have to know that when you are asking for these things like even thinking about our words when we are saying that we want to work on these things and we are like for lack of better words committing to our words for the Maybe. year you also have to be prepared for not only I don't even want to call them bad things but you just have to be prepared for what for, the, for what it is going to bring you yes. so when you're praying for something when you are manifesting something you have to be prepared for things coming into your life yes. and things being it's taken away, life. you know, like things that are no longer, things that are ending, because this might be a part of your commitment or this might be a part of you being light. This might be a part of you restoring your life. So you also have to be prepared for, I think a lot of times we get like, oh, this is going to feel great. And sometimes it's not going to feel great, but it's going to be exactly what you need. Exactly what you need. And we have said that five million times on this podcast, but it is because we have seen it. And about every quarter, every three months, we're just like, you know what? You remember when I called you last month and I was super upset? Right. Let me tell you how it worked out now. So Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's the essence of 2020, quite <laughs> honestly. Yeah. At some point, it's <laughs> going to work out. <laughs> you might not have seen it come through in 2020. It might not come when you want it. <laughs> but it'll be there right on time. <laughs> I'm so weak. Okay. Oh gosh. Okay. Last question. Okay. And then I have one last question for you. Okay. okay. So this can be whatever. Whatever comes to your mind, whatever you think of. If you could relive one moment this year, mm-hmm. what would it be? If I could relive one moment this year. Um, one thing, uh, I'm, I am going to say something that has made me feel really liked. Okay. And I expressed this to y'all last weekend, but I think I would just relive the weekends that the four of us, me, you, Aisha, and Whitney have had Mm -hmm. because it has really just felt light Mm -hmm. and carefree and much overdue. Um, The conversations that we've been able to have this year that we haven't really been able to have in a couple of years and like if we have had them we've had them separately like i've had it with aisha you've had it with whitney i've had it with Whitney. you know like a whole bunch of like crisscross but we haven't really been able to just sit down the four of us for a really long time and 
just be. Yeah. And so I think that those are the moments that I would choose to relive. Uh, I mean, there have been like some other highlights and lowlights of 2020, <laughs> but <laughs> I think that's what I would say because I feel like in those moments I felt very light mm-hmm. and just it was fine. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. I, I think that's what I would agree. go with. I second that. Yeah. We was crying at the table last weekend, y'all. Not even we. Girl. It was me. It was me. <laughs> when did I become so emotional? Listen, you're finally allowing your body to do what it's supposed to it do. It needs to do what it's supposed to do on the inside. No. Because you expressing your emotions outwardly cannot express them without uh allows all of us tears (laughs) side note y'all we were talking about the fact okay this is just so random just go with us here why do we cry oh like why is that the response when we are happy or sad or overwhelmed or whatever why do we cry like why does you know, instead, our arm not, like, wave up and down when we're emotional. Can you imagine if you are emotional, your arm just in up here waving? Yes. And people like, what's wrong? What's, I'm just I'm just so sad. I'm just so overwhelmed. Or, like, I don't know. Your ear starts twitching when you're happy. Or like, what if your ear's, like, caught on fire? And wait, then, wait. I mean, wait. but they didn't kill you. Like, if they caught on fire. When you were really excited. Kind of like in the Hunger Games. I knew you were going to say Hunger Games. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! And then, like as as the excitement came down, then it starts to just then it just starts to <laughs> damper out. Yeah, and then there's just steam yeah. or smoke. Yeah. Or that, no, that would be good for anger. Oh yeah, you're like ears how in the cartoons, like red cartoons in the cartoons. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Anyways. Okay, so. My question for you, my last question for you is, what are you leaving in 2020? A ah. lot of things to take with you, a lot of lessons to move forward, to keep you going, to sustain you. But is there anything that you are leaving? An idea, a person? <laughs> okay, maybe not a person. <laughs> We ain't gonna air you out like that. Uh, um, <laughs> you gonna have to tune in to the after episode to hear the tea. <laughs> Let's see. Hmm. So I had to just think about how to really sum up what I would be leaving behind in this year. And I think it really all comes down to fear. Mm. It all comes down to fear. That is good. Okay. And it's not to say, of course, and I'm not going to be fearful or have a sense of fear, be afraid in 2021, but just this like... So I think about times throughout the year when I felt very hesitant to say things, to do things, whether it was because of boundaries or restrictions I placed on myself, whether it's because, you know, I was fearful of losing someone or creating strife in a relationship, whatever it was. Um, And I feel like, yeah, like I'm to the point now where 
those feelings can stay. Right. <laughs> can stay in this year because when I have allowed myself to just be authentic in situations and to just be truthful mm -hmm. and honest and not sugarcoating whatever it is that I felt like I needed to say or do, I felt true peace and mm -hmm. free. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And there was, you know, just completely free. And I could walk away from situations <laughs> and going about my day instead right. of allowing them to weigh on me and me, you know, constantly going back and forth with, you know, did I do enough? I could have done more. I'm leaving all of that here. <laughs> all of that can stay. That's it. Stepping into 2021, just feeling more confident and empowered to just say and do whatever it is I feel like I need to do for me. Because there is also so much, there's so much freedom that I can give to myself in doing that. But I think it will allow me to also create more of the authentic relationships and a space in which I feel like I really am thriving and just the best version of myself. When I'm not being authentic with myself and being honest with myself, and when I'm not giving that to other people, I'm not receiving the things that I ultimately desire. And mm -hmm. so that's what I'm leaving, baby. 2020, you can have it. <laughs> Thanks, girl. That's it. <laughs> that is it. That's a good question. I got it from Alex L. Oh. She posted this thread I yesterday, and that. I was just like... I saved it because I need to go back and look. There were three things on here that hit me what specifically. Were yours? What were yours? So one of her said, which resonated with me, was blurring boundaries with others and myself. Mm. And I think I've talked about this before where, like, if you don't even adhere to your own boundaries within yourself, then there's no way that you're going to be able to do with, with, with others. No way. And so her affirmation for that is, I am committed to being more clear and direct about what I will accept and what I will not stand for. And that's on period, Pooh. That's on period. <laughs> I am, again, you know, I talked about it earlier. I'm at the point now where I'm just like, this is what I can do. Yeah. This is what I won't do. Yeah. And it's not because I don't love you, but it also, I'm hindering myself and I'm hindering your growth. So I can't do this anymore. And I love, I'm sorry, real quick, <laughs> that it's paired with an affirmation. Yes. Yes. Because, and that's one thing that I like now want to think about. I'm saying I'm letting go of fear, but like, what will I affirm? What am I affirming for myself? What yeah. am I now going to do as a result of leaving that behind? Right. Right. That's good. This one okay. you need to journal on. Listen. <laughs> uh, so that was the first one that resonated with me. The other one was holding on to relationships that have dissolved. I'm committed Ooh. to looking at letting go as a blessing instead of being scared that I am missing out. And so this is for anything yep. and anybody. And it's not, you know, like, I'm going to cut people out, blah, blah, blah. No. It's not that. It's just like things change, people change. Yes. And I am going to be committed to just allowing them to leave not on one side i would say i'm very good at that but i really be pushing folks out so <laughs> know <I'm>, thyself <laughs> so i don't know that i'd be just allowing stuff to happen but that one stuck with me and then uh the fear of not being enough Ooh, 
And this ooh, resonates ooh. with me in so many ways. Uh, one, when it comes to dating, but also just when it comes to my regular life, because I feel like so much bullshit happened when I was a kid that I I was this high achiever because I felt like I had to be. Mm-hmm. I had to prove to you that I'm worthy of your love, worthy of your help, worthy of like whatever it was. And you know, I talked about it earlier about finding my identity in what I was able to do yeah. for others. And so the affirmation the affirmation says, I am committed to learning more about the value of self-worth and living a life rooted in abundant gratitude. Yeah. I think I'm very self-aware. Uh, I think I'm very introspective. And it's not that I don't deem myself worthy, but I'm trying to detach the feeling from what I do for yes. people. Yeah. Because... Because it's not even about them. Because it's not even about them. And the type of people that I desire to have around me, I feel like, and I think I've said this to you before, if I never lift another finger for you, if I never give you another thing, yeah. the person that I am for you, the the ways in which we're here for, for each other... Outside of like materialism, outside of monetarily, the way in which I am just me, I should be worthy of friendship, of companionship, of being a sister, being a daughter. If I never do anything else for anybody, that's that's, I should be enough. Yeah. And so this one. This one and the first one about blurring boundaries and others and what I will and will not accept. Those are the things that. I am leaving yeah. because no more. <laughs> no more. No more. That's it. We're we're getting free, honey. We're getting free. That is really good. That so, is really good. Yeah. Wow. All right. So, listen, <laughs> we have so much more to share. We have so many stories and experiences from this year, y'all. That we could talk for two more hours. <laughs> Literally. But. We ain't even going to do that to y'all. We're not going to do that. We probably going to do this after <laughs> this episode <laughs> is over because that's just who we are. Right. But, um, no, I think it's just been really good to take some time to reflect and also acknowledge our accomplishments. You know, as we have said repeatedly, this year has been crazy. But there have been so many gems and so much light yeah. that has come out of it. So and pat yourselves on the back because you have all pat, stayed pat, pat, pat. committed to getting through this year. Mm-hmm. We almost there, y'all. We are almost there. But stay tuned because next episode you will hear us debut our words for 2021. Ah, I'm still trying to figure out what my word is gonna be. So I'm almost sure. I'm almost positive. Yeah, that I got my word. Almost positive. It keeps coming up, so I'm so you, pretty that's sure. How you know. I'm pretty that's sure. That's how you know. And usually I don't have my word this early. I think I have it, and then like on December 30th, I'm like, actually. I'm going to change it. But I don't think I'm changing it this time. It, I don't think good. so. Yeah, I think I'm very clear on this one. Y'all go ahead and start thinking about your words because we are definitely going to check in. Yes. We're going to have some discussions. We want to hear your feedback. What you're planning for 2021. So, yes, a few of y'all have hit us up and said that y'all want to see us go live again. So, you'll have a couple of lives coming up before the year (laughs) is out so we can check in. So, y'all stay tuned for that. Um, Again, as you've heard through this episode and every other episode before it, we have definitely got our shit, y'all. 
there's no denying it at this point. But we're here cleaning it up, and this is a place for you to clean yours up too. Period, Pooh. Period, Pooh. <laughs> Ain't that what the youngins say? I think so. All right. Anyway, bye. bye.